0: This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Thursday, January 24th, 2019. And my guest is no other than TK Bay. Hi, TK, how are you?
1: I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm doing good. I'm recovering from a little bit of jet lag from Paris. But other than that, I'm doing <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. And you're at work today, too. So that's pretty hard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Trying to catch up on daytime stuff.
0: I know you do video content for XDA developers. Yeah. Um, but I also know you have your own YouTube channel. So where should people go first?
1: Uh, I would probably say most people would probably know me more from XDA developers. I've been there for, for quite some time. They gave me my initial break.
0: Awesome. We'll get you to, uh, to specify all the great details. Anyway, we have some good topics today. Um, the biggest one, obviously, you were just in Paris for the launch of the Honor View 20. You're yeah. lucky. Uh,
1: well, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Yes, it, it, was, uh, it was a very quick trip, a lot of snow, uh, a lot of running around. But it was very, very exciting checking out the View 20 uh, in Paris. And there was a few surprises. I, you know I thought originally, you know, we heard everything at CES. And it seems like, no, there was a few more things.
0: So before I ask you to tell us about those surprises, I just want to ask you a question. I was really surprised you went. Like, very few US media went. So that was like, wow, I was like, I'm kind of jealous. TK is going to Paris. I mean, you know, I used to live in France, so I've been to Paris many times. And it was pretty chilly at this time of year, right? So, oof. Uh,
1: It's very cold. And uh, I mean, when I used to live there when I was younger, I I never saw snow in Paris. I was there for some time. And this was my first time actually experiencing snow, uh, going around. Just and it was a lot of snow. It actually stuck to the ground this time. Wow. It didn't just hit the ground and melt.
0: That is unusual for Paris. Like I've seen snow like one day there uh, yeah. when I used to visit. Yeah. So do tell. Uh, what was this thing we didn't know? What were the surprises for you?
1: So the the only big thing that I didn't get at the CES event, which was the distinguished well, what what is the characteristic of the Mochino version of the View Twenty? Oh as yeah, as opposed to the standard View. And um, it seems like that what what they were showing us at the CES briefing, we are actually looking at the Mochino version of the View 20 without having the Mochino box. So there's two variants. The
0: the two colors we saw with no no specific standout labeling were the Mochino versions?
1: Yeah. So the Phantom Blue and the Phantom uh, Red are the two colors of the Mochino uh, color spec. So there's f- oh, basically colors. so that's three what colors. I have then. <laughs> yes, <laughs> have which one. is what I, I was surprised. I, I thought we were, um, they were going to get us, you know, that there was something else. There was the Pro, the higher end. Uh, there's the 8 gig 256 uh, model, which is what we have. Right. And then there's the 6 gig 128 model, which is the standard version of the uh, the View 20. So we Still got an powerful. upgrade. Yeah, no, we got the top of the line uh, without even knowing it. And that was my only confusion. Uh, there was there, you know, they, they clarified it. There's going to be a box. The boxing experience will also be a little bit different with the Mosquito, um, you know, logo, the color, the wallpaper out of the box will show the bear. Uh, those It's a lot touches, like the McLaren phone see. in a
0: way from from OnePlus. Like it's really very similar with just yeah. a little bit of skinning and the UI basically and a special packaging, right?
1: Uh, and and slightly spec bump, yeah.
0: Right, of course, you know. But yeah. look, what is that going to sell for? Because that's the thing to me. Like before we get into specs, because I know. My audience has already learned a lot about the review Twenty because I covered it twice at CS for them. But, but mm-hmm. I'm just wondering: like, are they going to, you know, bump the price in any way?
1: So, the starting price is going to be about five sixty uh, euros. So they, yeah, uh, oh, well, euros. that's the thing. Okay. No, no announcement of. Well, I don't uh, think pricing. we're going to get
0: this because honestly, I think if we get this one in the U.S., it's going to be through like some importers at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's part. Prim- for the most part, how it's going to be. The good thing, though, is it does work in the U.S. It yes. does have U.S. band coverage, which I'm really Unlike
0: happy about. Unlike the Honor 8X, which I love that little phone, but the one they sent me, at least, was not working at all in anything in the U.S. that I tried. I actually had to take it to Taiwan on another trip, an unrelated uh, p- p- media trip, yeah. and use it there to actually evaluate mm-hmm. it when I got it back in November. It was it was, it was was sad, because last year's 7X and the 6X and the 5X prior were all you know sold as U.S. phones eventually. And even the initial versions worked somewhat in the U.S. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, maybe we can talk about that because I know XDA, you guys cover a lot of technical details and you know I'm a bit of a nerd. You're obviously a bit of a nerd. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's good. So if you import, or buy, or if hopefully it becomes available to official channels in some way. Maybe just Amazon would be nice, Uh, like officially supported, not sold on the Huawei, sort of on our website. Mm -hmm. But whatever happens, I would say that, would you agree with me if I say that this is a powerhouse of a device that really competes well with the likes of the OnePlus 6T? And the price is kind of amazing.
1: Yes, especially for what we're getting, because... So the, the view the view line I always view I always see the view line from Honor as their the powerhouse view, uh, line right they usually release it first this is like one of the first ones that come out outside of the Chinese market and they usually just give it everything they don't take they don't hold back uh, you know the best RAM the best speed everything and they deliver it on it it's amazing the the design's really good the camera on it, it's very very um, capable of producing like very sharp very high p- megapixel uh, images and. Uh, you know, a lot of people are asking me the same thing, is which one would you go? Would you go with the 6T or would you it's go with the View 20? It's a tough V20? question. Yeah, it's I haven't made very... up my
0: mind at all. I don't know yeah, yet. Yeah. I mean, camera-wise, I'm, I'm totally inclined to say the View 20. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there are other things about it that, you know, the software, look, obviously, it's, it's you know, EMUI, whatever, Magic UI on this one is... It's a lot better, I think, than it was in the last few years overall from both Huawei and Honor, depending on which versions you look at. But yeah. I just feel like it's still, you know, you look at a OnePlus and how quick it is because of its super optimized, super lightweight skin. Yeah. And it like it's like, that's where you're like, okay, you know, yes. Yes for the camera, no for the software. But everything else about it, I mean, honestly, once you live with that full view display with a hole punch in it, you're like, of course this is the way to go. Like... It it's so not in the way. Like I always felt notches went disappeared after some time, mm-hmm. but this thing just disappeared, seem, seemingly instantly to me.
1: From like from day one, exactly. It's that top left corner that whenever you're holding the phone sideways, you're all, automatically your 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 palm is already covering it. It's in an area where you don't even know it's there, and um, I mean, there's even an option to hide it, but I don't think it's even needed for that. I, that's that's one of the really good things about it. They've done a good balance and. I kind of prefer this over moving mechanisms as far as hiding the notch, you know, to have no, to put for, like a yeah. slider. It is much more reliable and at for least sure. more durable. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not as cool though. I mean, that's the thing about the sliders, you know. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of having an ecosystem of form factors for our phones. It's kind of lacking these days. And this uh, this great race to do a full screen phone has brought all these weird solutions, right? Like we've got the Nubia X with dual displays. You've got the Honor, uh, so magic magic, magic, magic two. two. We've got yep. the um, what is it? The, the uh, Mix Mi Mix three. three. We've got yeah. the Oppo Find X that is mm. motorized. Um, and and the the Vivo Next S, which had was it. Was it the next S or was it next? I can't remember. I think the the next, one that had the, next pop-up, the pop-up camera. Up. Yeah, I mean, we have had all kinds of things, and I agree with you that, you know, as, as somebody who, you know, studied engineering, uh, it's always going to be more reliable when you have less moving parts, right? No matter exactly. how you cut yeah. it. And it's hard oh, yeah. to do IP revi- uh, water resistance with moving parts so of course oh, speaking speaking of we don't know if there's ip rating or if there is any it's not mentioned for the view 20 it's, right?
1: it's not mentioned and i asked uh, and the best that i can tell you that uh, i've had a good amount of snow dump on it on on tuesday a good amount of rain on it as well and it survived quite well
0: i'm sure it'll be fine i mean just yeah, don't purposely dump it in the pool is what i would that, say
1: that that would be my thing yeah it, i i did not have enough guts to try that on on that other without having to you know, Possibility of losing
0: well, you before. have two of them at least. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I had two. Uh, oh, so to. that was
1: the uh, yeah. So the um, the XDA and honor, where at least honor was doing a giveaway through XDA. For ah, I, so that's how you them.
0: ended up in the US uh, in France, I mean. Uh,
1: so I, I returned the second unit, yeah. So that that unit's going to be so. Going what did to, you keep? Uh, Guin- what color? Oh, I kept the blue. Okay,
0: I, okay. Well, I, I, I
1: like the red and I, I like the color of it and the way it shimmers, but. Uh, when I looked, when I held them both in hand, I felt like the blue was always going to be my kind of color to go to. So,
0: yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I think the blue and the red are both really lovely. And now that I've had the blue for a while, I feel that, you know, it just, it you know, it it's less striking in the dark. Like So, if you're mm-hmm. in daylight, though, like outside in beautiful California sun, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. sunny day in San Francisco. I don't know what it's like in LA right now for you, but. Oh, no, it's the same. same. It's Nine- gorgeous today. Yeah, And, yeah. I mean, you go out there and you pull out your phone and, like, people will stop on the street. It's that mm. kind of blue. And it's I think the V pattern as well. But I, I think that a lot of people just, you know, I like I find it really weird the people who wrote about this phone that it's a little tacky or it's a little too excessive. I'm like put a cover on it if it's too much. Like no, exactly. even even the supplied cover will mute the the flashiness of it to a point where it just looks like a blue or red phone with no flashiness anymore. Mhm. Like, don't complain about that as a phone. Like, are you really choosing your phone for the, you know, for the way it, it looks in the back? I think some people do, and that's why Apple, for example, offers colors. And I'm a huge fan of the XR, in part for the color or the 10R, as it were. But the thing is, I feel like you, you know, most people are gonna cover their phone with a case anyway. So what are you talking about? That's irrelevant. Look at the specs, look at what this can do. We've covered a little bit of it already, talked about the software. Let's dig into the camera a little bit. You know I love photography and mobile photography, and I know you do too. Yes. Um, what's your takeaway on this? Interesting 48 megapixel. And before you get in there, I want to make a correction for last week's show. I did say last week that is 1.2 micron pixels and I was incorrect. What it is, is one half inch sensor. That's what I was confusing Mm -hmm. with a 0.8 8 micron pixels much smaller pixels actually than typical which is the, the smallest is typically about one micron 0.91 uh, 0.8 this time 48 megapixel but a sensor at one half inch because of that many pixels is a massive sensor nonetheless and it's z-axis the height of it so that it fits in a slim phone is extremely impressively compact um considering the size of the sensor. And I'm impressed with the optics on this, that we're not seeing too much distortions at the edges, despite this really uh, low Z-height, right?
1: Yeah, no, I think overall the the sensor's performance is it was surprising. I, I was very surprised to see how it performed. Because initially, you know, when you hear about it, you don't really have an opportunity to check out the original images. You'll see them, you know, compressed, Twitter, news outlets. Uh, you don't put out the original files. And then when you start using it, and, and even when you jump into the AI Clarity option, that, that extra uh, update that oh, they yeah, pushed out. Oh, yeah, that's an
0: interesting mode. Let's talk about that as well.
1: Yeah, and just that extended exposure that they do just to be able to pull in more detail into that image, just to give you slightly more detail, it, it's been working very nice. It works great uh it's recommended for daytime but it works great at night um and i i think it just it it gives you the the capabilities and the opportunities to just push your yourself to try to take better images more more quality and just you know think about your subject and not having to be too close to it to be to have to take that good picture
0: Right. So also, I, I did mention this last time on the show, but it's f over 1.8. So we've got a pretty yes. decent uh, lens speed and aperture there uh, yeah. by default. So, so here's the questions I have for you. I have obviously you had the phone, but I've been so slammed with other things. I haven't really had a chance to go on a photo walk with it yet and mm-hmm. really ring it through its paces. Um... You obviously have, and I'm sure you've had a, you had a lovely walk through Paris in the cold with it, and and you know maybe uh, had the chance to play with it after CS when we both we both got our devices there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is your take on? So there's three kind of standout modes. So first of all, let's talk about the just default auto mode. So yep. so people understand the. Like with the P twenty Pro and the Mate twenty pro, that forty eight megapixel sensor has a quad Bayer filter on it, meaning mm-hmm. that it's binning pixels in terms of chroma color and, and it's not binning them in terms of Luma, which is light. So mm-hmm. what it means is you, you get the detail from light and you get lower resolution, but you know, basically like kind of bigger pixels created mm-hmm. from uh from the, 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 the layout of the, the Bayer filter. So what it means is that effectively the sensor can output either 48 megapixel or 12. Like yeah. the Mate 20 Pro and, and P20 Pro have a 10, by default, shoot a 10 megapixel. Yeah, they, that's how they, they come out of the box. Right, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so there's that auto mode that shoots at 12. That's what I've mostly been using. And my takeaway so far has been that there's a ton of detail, even at 12 megapixel, because you have all this detail information to play with. Um... Especially in daylight and at night, it helps you gather light because you can, you know, you can kind of like do create super pixels that are effectively uh, 1.6 microns at that point. And then, um, so I'm impressed, I think the quality is solid. Um, I haven't used the AI much, but when I have, it's been pretty typical of other honor phones in the sense that it's uh basically. Um, you know, bomb to saturation, that's done some that stuff. That was the first thing I was going to say
1: exactly. Yeah, it, but it doesn't fl- seem
0: quite as sophisticated, the AI mode, as what I've seen on, see the May 20 Pro or the P20 Pro. Is the that implementation,
1: Yeah. I've Yeah. I've noticed that both Honor and Huawei do implement AI slightly differently, and they're both of their approach. So you got the master AI implementation, which is generally you know, built into the settings tab, and it's not something you toggle on and off as easily on the Honor devices. And for some reason... On the Honor devices, we get to have that mode where we get to see basically the AI button, and you get to select it to be able to. Right, it's interesting
0: that you can, you know, it's right there on the screen, whereas on the Huawei phones, it's kind of dug deep in the settings and turned off by default now, too.
1: Uh, Yes, yeah, which is the which is the one thing in the beginning when we first got the May twenties, they was turned on by automatically. So it's I, I like I like the implementation of how they have it. I think photography at 12 megapixel for your average user is going to be great. Because of the fact that the way I like to describe it, this is social media ready, right? You turn on AI mode, you point your camera, you take a picture, and 90% of the time, you're pretty much going to be ending with a good picture and it's going to come out really nice. Where you go with, if you start going into the 48 megapixel uh, size sensor, uh, I think that's going to be where you need to start planning a little bit more and try to do more, maybe manual or go in yeah, and try so to do more. Let's s-
0: talk about the dedicated 48 megapixel in a sec. I just kind of want to focus on auto for now with 12 megapixels. I feel, yeah. I personally feel that this is. Very competitive. Definitely, honestly, Extremely. better than the OnePlus 6T. Um, mm-hmm. Not quite as good as the Mate 20 Pro, P20 Pro, but pretty damn great for 560, uh, in the case of our special edition, uh, euros, which would, you know, pretty much one-to-one translation. If any, cost, any manufacturer who sells a phone uh, in Europe and the US usually has to... Be very close within yeah. twenty or twenty to fifty dollars in price, right?
1: Yeah, so it's like five sixty for the regular and six forty nine for the for the Moschino one.
0: Okay, so it's six forty nine. Okay, well, anyway, yeah. the point is that we're talking about a phone that's going to retail for around the same price as a One Plus sixty regular, anyway, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so that's pretty impressive. If you want a better camera, it's definitely the way to go. Um, I've also noticed, and and I want to get your feedback on this because you've obviously been at the event and maybe you've been able to poke around and ask the right people. But when I tried aperture mode, which is hidden by the way you have to go into the other settings to it's get It's a to
1: mode it. now yeah it's, it's but no it's longer mode, which is nice
0: yeah. um i was really impressed with how good it was at uh, you know defining front and back and obviously that would make sense since there is a time of flight camera as a secondary it, camera that's ha- where it are they sent. actually using that camera already for this kind of stuff is this is this just in their future proofing or is it really and, and for games like we saw at cs or is it really there for imaging right now
1: it's in there for a couple of modes. Uh, the aperture mode—they didn't mention if the aperture mode was using it, but oh, I would imagine that's where it's there. It's also used in the AI skinning mode. If you go into the camera and you start using that beautiful uh, beautification option, where it thins out your subject, so right. that it's turned on in uh, in there. So it's actually being used, just not being put, you know, in the forefront to a lot of the things that we use in it. Uh, they're also trying to use it for better their gaming. I guess the way you said it exactly—that they're doing that skiing game. Uh, there was supposed to be like another game that they were going to bring in where it just basically mimics you by having an avatar dance next to you. Uh, they also showed that at the launch event. Um, there's more things coming out. They did say that within the next couple of weeks, more games will be released on the Play Store to be able to augment some of those uh, the, the time-of-flight sensor that we have on the back. Okay. But as far as aperture mode, you're right. I saw that, too. It's uh, good. Great, so I'm wondering great, if it's using it's, subject isolation. It's got
0: to be able. It's got to use that camera because it has that's to, the only yeah. way that you're gonna be able to get that, right? It, exactly. Actually, I found that portrait mode, by the way, as an aside, mm-hmm. uh, probably because I wasn't using it right. I wasn't shooting a person. <laughs> that's typical me. Like I it, use the wrong mode for the wrong things. <laughs> yeah. Um But I was shooting uh, a vase or something with portrait mode and mm-hmm. indoors uh, in good light, but not like great light. And it it was it wasn't good. Like it it. It just, I don't think it's because it was looking for a face and it didn't know how to cut it out properly. It's
1: exactly, yeah, that's exactly what it does for me too. When I tried using it, it uh, it's like I don't see a face because I was trying to use it to isolate the actual View 20. Um, I Actually, was, I was trying to, so I was using two View 20s. It's <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. <laughs> but uh, so I'm using View 20 to shoot a View 20 and I was trying to use it and it kept telling me that I couldn't find it. And I literally had to take almost six pictures before I got one that looked decent. Right, Uh, but yeah uh, I think it's definitely when you want to take that good subject isolation flip over to aperture to aperture yeah yeah skip portrait portrait is purely for for people yeah
0: unlike the you know pixel 3 uh, series that are using uh, you know you can basically they do AI on anything like you just Put portrait mode on and you point at whatever and it's just like, oh, like front depth, rear depth, it's got it figured out. Um, and I think that's the power of a Google's AI uh, data set really, right? Oh man, yes. It's, it's the best in the world. So For obvious reasons. I look at all the Google (laughs) images out there that are stored catalogued and archived and whatever. Anyway, and Google Photos, all the personal photos from people that have been kind of like, you know, analyzed for all their content. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that sounds creepy, but don't let that bother you. Because I think, honestly, I don't think Google's doing anything that's, you know, beyond anonymous data. They just want to learn. Yeah. what to identify in these photos, not what is in these photos. It helps
1: the, um, it helps the, the greater uh, implementation of their software. If anything, you're it's, helping It's crowdsourcing. It. Exactly. I mean, you're it's just crou- purely
0: crowds- you know, How do you think Google Maps works so well? Of course. Uh, why yes. do you think it's better than Apple Maps? Because a lot of people run it, and then there's ways on top of that, which they get data from and send data to and work with each other. But yeah. the reality is most of Uber and Lyft drivers use Google Maps in the back end. Yep. And they drive all the time. Mm-hmm. Most uh, and if they don't use Google Map in the back in the back end of their own Uber and Lyft apps, they're using Waze on yep. purpose because mm-hmm. it's very good for them, um, for for, for uh, you know these these drivers. So the end result is you you crowdsourcing the best possible commute data, and you see that when you are in areas like the Bay Area, or LA, uh, where the data is incredibly good. Um, and you know in other parts of the world where I've been, Google Maps just falls apart when it comes to giving you good. Like, really good direction in terms of timing mm-hmm. uh, in rush hour because it doesn't have the data, right? You know? No, there's so, nobody,
1: not that many people are using it and that are in traffic, exactly.
0: So, it's really impressive. Anyway, back to the View 20. I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of go quickly on one thing. i not really that excited about the night mode on that phone. And I want to ask you some questions. Maybe again, you poked around and found out if you think, is this similar to what we have on the Huawei phones insofar that it stabilizes frame after frame? Because I found a little more blurriness than I expected in that mode.
1: I I'm going to say that I have seen some similar I, I I if I had to when I did compare the two because I did have my May 20 Pro in my other pocket when I was walking around Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so it yeah, I, it tends to the May 20 Pro tends to still have better photos coming out in night mode, especially with the extended exposure. Uh they they're not too far off, but if I put them next to each other, you would definitely pick the May 20 Pro. It's easy to see it uh it but the colors look better, the sharpness of the image is still there. Um it's in the few images that I did have an opportunity to play with at night, like taking a picture of the Eiffel Tower or even going to the uh, you know Arc de Triomphe, mm-hmm. it was uh, it it performed okay, but yeah. I but because I had the opportunity to compare, it just did not. It's not it's not there yet. I hope it can, they can fix that in software. It's just that yeah, the I'm sensor is
0: different. Go on.
1: No, it, it's just the the sensor information that we have here is great, but I think the. since we've had the device, we've only received one update and that's for AI clarity. And I don't think they really did much on the night mode.
0: Correct. The thing to me is the night mode is all the honor phones had a night mode, but it wasn't implemented like the, the Huawei uh, mm-hmm. night mode, which meant like it didn't stabilize. You had to be on a tripod. Yeah. Now this seems to stabilize, but,
1: and it's intended to be hands, handheld. This is a, so, it, so
0: at least I just want to make sure that is intended to be, because, you know, yeah. I'm super steady with my hands. So sometimes I think things are doing something, but they're not. It's just me being really steady. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, um, but um, yeah, so that's interesting. And so, uh, let's talk about those 48 megapixel modes because I haven't really had a chance to play with them. They recommend, so there's a high clarity mode and a regular yep. 48 megapixel. The regular 48 megapixel is just like the regular 40 megapixel on the Mate 20 Pro and the P20 Pro, right? It's, mm-hmm. yeah. You're getting a raw image. You probably want to turn raw on at that point and then you go nuts in your favorite, you know, Photoshop, uh, whatever it is you're using for mm-hmm. uh, on, your, on your, hopefully on a big screen to uh, get some crazy, crazy fo- photos out of stuff. Fair enough, but most people are gonna do that. So then there's this high-clarity mode, and tell us a little bit about how that works.
1: So the way, the best way to describe it is if, if, you combined the extended aperture mode or the, the basically long exposure that they're trying to do with night mode with the 48 megapixel sensor, but using it obviously to take, you know, colored images, uh, their basic, their, their basic approach to this is giving it more time to absorb as much light as it can and to get as much detail. So it's taking multiple images and stitching them together to try Just to like give you the mode. best clearest yeah. image and that, so that you can zoom in as high as you can. Uh, but it's not, unfortunately, it kind of forces it to not be great for moving subjects. This is purely for, yeah, for, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, landscape, buildings, uh, you know, walking around Paris at night, things like that. And for that, it does well. It, it so does, you mentioned
0: uh, zooming. Does the zoom work in 48? That you still get benefits? Uh, zooming in post uh,
1: after the effect. so oh, not post, during, okay, you're yeah, cropping. Yeah, the, exactly. Exactly. But that's the reason why I said uh, what I appreciate having something like that on a ca- on a handheld camera. There's there's limitations of what we can do, right? So we have devices that try to put in optical uh, zoom. And, yeah. you know, we saw that with the P20 Pro, uh, and that was just mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. three times optical, and then you had the five times hybrid zoom that just, kind of like magic. You start, First, you turn it on, and you get that jittery a little bit. And then boom. And then boom, sub, and yeah, boom yeah. it just stabilizes. And I was like, what the heck am I looking at? And... Um, so what we have here is obviously just they, they went the other way. They just said, look, we'll give you a higher megapixel sensor, take a much better picture, and then you can crop in. It's kind of like, you know, filming in 4K and exporting in 1080p.
0: And so in 12 megapixel regular auto mode, that, when you zoom on the screen, like not after the fact, does yeah. it do any kind of, you know, pixel binning, it, fancy, a, like, you know, uh, like PureView did on the Nokia's back in the day?
1: It, it, the, there's a little bit of uh, pixelation, yeah. So you start seeing some, they're trying to do a good job of, of making it so that you can zoom in because there's really no, uh, no optical zoom here, right? They give you option to jump in between one and two, but that's really more digital. And then the further you zoom in, unfortunately, yeah, the 12 megapixel, I would not recommend zooming in, in, in uh, even if you're trying to take images, unless you're really close to your subject.
0: Yeah, so basically take them at 40 mega, 48 megapixel, preferably in high clarity mode if you can, and then crop them.
1: And crop them, and uh, you know, and then run them through the your favorite filter because the AI mode doesn't turn on, even though Filters it's AI clarity. Yeah, it's AI clarity, but it's it's not the same <laughs> as the AI twelve megapixel
0: sensor. So uh, let's speak one last thing about the camera that I want to yeah. know. That again, you might have poked around the right people to ask that I'm not sure about. How does this have optical image stabilization or does it have AIS like the AI, AI. stabilization? AI, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was going to say it's not E, it's AI. AI. I, I, That's so what Honor yeah, so it's an AIS uh, implementation, no no optical, unfortunately. And
0: it's good, right? I mean, so far I've seen it. I've had some very clear pictures at night, so it's oh, obviously yeah. working.
1: No, no, no. It, it, the, we ne- well, we needed something like that to be able to even you know, pull out having night mode on and handheld as opposed to needing a tripod or even trying to do ai clarity with that 48 megapixel because right. you're never going to walk around with it but
0: he's yeah. asking is it also on when you're just doing regular auto mode basically you know yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think okay. so it's good. always on so
0: that's the thing, folks we're getting to the point and this is exciting to me is that i've always said it like no i s go home right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i think i'm revisiting that i think since the p20 pro I've learned that you throw I mean I knew this was going to eventually happen. You throw you see you, you throw enough computational photography behind this and yeah, you can stabilize in real time um with by cropping a little bit if you have to. But you know, that's why the big big sensor. <laughs> oh yeah, you no, can no. crop and, and, all you want at that point. And we
1: get some of those cool video effects too for uh, like AI uh, the AI color option that oh, you right. know, uh, subject isolation by, you know, black and white for everything in the background and your subject is in, in full color. So we're just it looked great. I love that on the May 20 Pro, and yeah. that we have it on the View 20. It, it looks wow.
0: Great. So it's trickle down economics, folks. You can spend half the money and get the, all the goods. Yeah, um, get all the
1: features for less.
0: Let's talk about some other aspects of the phone. So we talked about this, the time of flight. We talked about the camera in great detail. Uh, mm-hmm. Four thousand milliamp hour battery is freaking awesome. Amazing, There's really yep. nothing else to say than that. And no. the battery life is just like the May 20 Pro and P 20 Pro. Just keeps on going, right?
1: It. Thank you. Thanks to uh, I'm sorry, Magic UI two point zero point one. Uh, it's definitely really good at it, it. Some people may say it's aggressive as far as memory management, but it's great for battery uh, life. And having a four thousand is, I think, should be the standard. We know they can fit a forty two hundred milliamp battery in a smaller body than the than the View twenty. So that we know, yeah, we should start there. Four thousand is the minimum at this point.
0: Absolutely. And then the, at least for Android. And then then we've got, you know, we've got the Kering 980, which is a massive powerhouse, which also is on the May 20 Pro. Yeah. May 20, May 20X. And the Magic 2. I'm all right, and I'm noticing the. I personally notice the 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 performance on this phone. I mean, it's not One Plus sixty is fast. Like One Plus sixty is just the fastest phone I've ever freaking used in my life. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. it is so freaking fast, especially with the McLaren edition that I use every day. That has ten gigs of RAM. You just keep opening apps. Just keep going. Just forget it. Just open those apps. Don't worry about uh, memory
1: management. Just keep going. Yeah, ever.
0: Uh, it's insane. Uh, but uh, I'm very impressed with, the, considering it's a highly skinned OS and it's not really Huawei and Honor's forte to have super high performance. This thing screams. Um, and you know, it, of it's course, the
1: right combination too. Uh, I think the eight gigs of RAM kind of yeah. compensate for the, for the playground for them to keep all these apps running in the, in the foreground. Yeah, and you're totally. right. Of all the other devices, I mean, I would almost be tempted to say that it runs smoother than the Magic 2. Because I've, yeah. I've had some time spent with the Magic 2 as well.
0: I haven't, but uh, you know, I, all I might, I'm saying is Honor and Huawei phones never been the, the phones I look up to for pure performance in terms mm-hmm. of like uh, everyday day to day interaction. But I have to say, in the last year, that's changed, and I'm oh, seeing yeah. it definitely seeing it on the Honor twenty uh, Honor View twenty. Um, another thing I wanted to point out that you mentioned in your video, which I will put in the show notes, your first impressions video on the View twenty Pro, is and I noticed this on mine too. You know, there's all these weird little sensors on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the headphone jack is, where, uh, it looks like it's an R blaster, but there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, a secondary mic and there's another little window there. And I couldn't figure out what that was for. And I finally did. Oh, good. It's the <laughs> face detection sensor. It, it's, you know, the thing that's normally behind glass that yeah. detects whether you're making a call and turns the screen off.
1: Oh, that true. is up
0: there. Yeah, the long window is the phase detection sensor and the short window is the IR blaster. And if you look really carefully, like pick up your favorite magnifying lens, uh, like stereo magnifiers, I have like a whole bunch here for electronic work, and put them on and look in that thing. It's angled at about 45 degrees from the the, the vertical. And so what I'm saying is it's basically just, uh, you know, it just uh, uh, shines like you're holding your phone, you know, and if, even if you shine a beam 45 degree up from um, mm-hmm. your ear, like it's going to hit your head. It's not going to hit the ceiling, right? Yeah, yeah Unless right, you no. hold your phone really high up on your, on your ear. So that's how it works. That's what they did.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, that, well, that makes sense because I always wondered like where are the other sensors, right?
0: And if you look, right, the, the earpiece is also on that edge.
1: It is. It is a very, very much pushed all the way as far up as you can. Um, it, it was one of those things that, you know, they just don't include in the specification sheet. I knew the IR blaster was there because that's obviously the IR, the remote app is in there and I tested it out. But uh, yeah, okay, good Good to know. I assumed it was, they were both for the IR, but I guess that's... Me that's too,
0: that's one. my first assumption. I'm like, but there's no reason, unless it's bidirectional IR, why would there be two windows? Yeah, no, no, exactly. And then if you look in the long, oblong one, you see there's clearly 2 sensors. So there's an emitter and a receiver. And you know that's just pure infrared. That bounce a mm-hmm. beam, get it back? If it scatters... You got, you know, uh, something, in, you know, if something's in the way. If it doesn't, then nothing's in the way. I got to borrow so,
1: some of your equipment someday. Yeah, check that out.
0: Well, I mean, if you have a, you don't even need a microscope, you know, like you can buy these just basically like the one I'm using is three-time magnifier. It's just okay. like, you know, it's so one of the things like, like the jewelers wear, you know, that's oh, got okay, okay. two lenses. You mm-hmm. see yeah, yeah. surgeons wear them too. Um, you can buy relatively affordable ones uh, on eBay. They come straight from China, so you don't pay. For Zeiss Optics, like hundreds and thousands of dollars. I think mine was like less than a hundred bucks. Three-time magnifier. When you're soldering, fine, fine soldering, or doing some surface mount work, it's great.
1: Well, it's perfect. I, um, I think it's, the design speaks to itself. You're right. Yeah. Good, good so, implementation.
0: So basically, in a nutshell, going over the uh, view... T- the View 20. Um, I love the display. I love the hole punch. It's really great. I want all my phones like that or obviously full screen. I'm a little bummed there's still a bit of a chin. I really, really want and I hope Samsung does this with the S10. I really want an Android phone to be like Apple have zero, I have exactly the same amount of bezel all the way around even if there is a hole punch, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Because like, come on,
0: it's time guys. It's been a year and a half since Apple introduced the notch. Right. Get every, your shit every, together. And I think
1: everybody <laughs> focuses on removing the top notch, but they don't really consider the fact that they're, they always do include that little amount at the bottom.
0: Yeah, and I understand it's an IPS panel. It does really need... Uh you know backlight and stuff, so exactly. from the edge. Well, but yeah, but find a solution, okay, guys. Like, come on. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, again, performance is great. Camera is interesting. The mm-hmm. twenty, I haven't used the front camera, the twenty-five megapixel very much. Um, seems a little, like a little overkill to have that big of a sensor uh, pixel count. Does this thing do pixel binning? Does it output lower than twenty-five megapixel? Do you know anything about it? I haven't, uh, used it I much. haven't
1: tested mostly. So. I, I'm gonna say that the it's a, it definitely with yeah I'm with you on the whole. Uh, it's too much power for what it generates, mostly because I think it's not being used at the full potential. It's a 25 megapixel camera sensor that uh, still only outputs 1080p video. And with the front, we, I mean, we gained HDR mode, which is nice. That's something that did trickle yeah. down from the May 20 Pro. Um, it's better than the previous generations of uh, front-facing cameras. I can say that it's better than uh, previous Honor devices that we've had. Uh, and it's better in sense of basically better for subject isolation, and it, with the HDR mode, uh, just giving you a little bit more focus, and it doesn't just overblow everything out in the background. Is it right. the best? Is it as good at um, I would say maybe like a you know like the 6T? I still think the 6T takes better front-facing pictures.
0: I think the the Pixel 3 series take incredible. Oh ha- hands, oh, no, hands I mean, down, wow, hands out right? like, That wide-angle selfie, lens, yeah. Buy a yeah. Pixel 3, <laughs> just call it a day. Don't even I, go to an iPhone. Forget it. Just. Um, yeah. You're done, or a Galaxy. I think the galaxies are pretty damn good too. They're they're
1: pretty good. I just, I, I, ever since I got my hands on a device that has a wide angle lens with the LG devices, no, exactly. You want uh, it, right? you want to have that wide angle lens. When it when it, when when in doubt,
0: go wide angle. That's just yeah, totally. Yeah. When in doubt, go wide. Um, exactly. So let's see what else we've covered: performance, battery. I mean, look, I think this is a leap forward if it you is. compare to what the View 10 was last year. I mean, the View 10 last year to me was a good phone. I liked it. I thought for the price it was competitive, but yep. there's a lot of things about it that was kind of like meh. Like the the camera performance was okay, but not great. The fact that it was a metal back, you know, when we know for a while now that Honor has been making glass backs. Like the Honor 8. Remember the Honor 8? This is oh, a long man. time ago now. I was almost in San Francisco for ago. the launch yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. was I. And, yeah, yeah. and we're talking almost three years ago. Uh, two and a half at least since that came out. And that had the really crazy micro etching on a glass back. So, you know, the fact that they made phones like the View 10 that had metal again in the back, I was like, guys, I know you can do better than that. Uh, so this is really, to me, like, and you look at in what difference a year makes. Like, mm-hmm. holy crap, it's insane, like, how much we've moved forward in a year. I,
1: mean, I think they've learned a lot from even the Honor 10. If you notice, how, I mean, the Honor, obviously, so the Honor 8, Honor 9, Honor 10 have always been there. I would say they're sexy, sexy phones, yeah, if there's a correct. better way to sexy describe it. Because yeah. there's different, you know, the view I felt like was the powerhouse, the, uh, the Honor 10 or the 8, 9 series have been, the you know, the sexy phones. And then they came yeah. out with the, the Play Edition, Magic. which is, and then, well, Magic was around, but remember, the last iteration that was the of the design. Was,
0: to me, that's the design phone. Like the, yeah, so that goes to the pie in design. the sky, what can we do that's crazy for?
1: Exactly, pushing the envelope, getting that new design. Um, And then the only other thing that we saw last year that was new was the Play Edition, which was kind of like their gamer edition.
0: And I thought Uh, for the money, that was right on point. It's up there with Pocophone F1, with a whole bunch of others.
1: You had the Kirin 970 at the end of the year, which was still a powerful, you know, CPU. And it was optimized for games, for PUBG, all of that. And you were punching out, you know, 40 frames per second, where most, most devices could only do like 30 or 24. So it was just really, really nice. And... I think they've learned from that. And that kind of put them on. And that's one of the reasons why we see the view line now is trying to combine you know, that good design plus horsepower plus performance. It's just, they're, I'm happy with the way this is going. Let's put it that way. I'm happy and I, I want to see more.
0: As I said in my uh, unboxing video uh, headline, if this is the direction phones are gonna go and it's only January, holy crap balls. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> I mean
0: seriously, we're in for an incredible year, guys. Okay, this is it's gonna be great. It is. Um because this is a $560 phone. Whew. I'm I'm getting warm just talking about it. Like I need to fan myself. This is exciting. Um really great phone. It's slim, it feels great in hand. Um, you know, if I had to nitpick uh, I would like a lighter UI, but I've been saying that for years. I've I've been recommending to the Honor team uh, for a while now that they do Android One, but will that happen? I don't think so. I'm thinking uh, not for not for China and stuff, but I'm talking about or even India, but I'm talking for like the West. Yeah. Uh, Well, that stick, I don't think so. They'd have to go Qualcomm really to do that, right? Yeah, I think simply because politically, you know, it would make more sense too. But but look at it this way: it could be an it could be an interesting thing. What if Honor made phones for the U.S. and the West that were Qualcomm and Android One? Um, They might not have quite the tight vertical integration that they have today with their Kirin chips. But mm-hmm. I think they could pull it off because they have the, the manufacturing know-how and the supply chain. And they could certainly give OnePlus a run for their money even more directly. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. And I, and, But we have to keep in mind, I think part of how... I, the, the reason why some of the... Well, I say one of the reasons why Honor's success is going so well is the fact that they do heavily rely on the in-house and you know no retail marketing. It's all online. It's e-marketing. They're trying to focus on... You know heritage, which I think they pull on really good, but it just takes time for all the features to come down, yeah. and um, it, it helps them keep the price down. And I think, I think it would be smart for them to go back into Qualcomm's uh, and try to bring in some stuff, uh, some some devices, especially for the U.S. market, because there is a demand, there is a need for you know, a lot of people want to have uh, more of a pure based Android experience. And since we lost the unlocking ability, which we used to be able to do for Honor devices, uh, you know, development on devices like this are have been kind of almost halted now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it in a nutshell. I'll, I'll take on the Honor View 20, which is an amazing phone for the money. I mean... You know, I'm not saying that because that sounds so cliche. Like the One (laughs) Plus sixty is an amazing phone for the money. Look, the reality is like if you look at what where we if you have any doubts, look at where we were a year ago with the View ten. Like just just think about that for a second. Yeah, it's it's just mind boggling. Um, My only nitpick, as I said, would be uh, better software, and then I would would just for you know shits and giggles because it's not necessarily an improvement. But it would have been really interesting to see a second or third or fourth gen. In-display fingerprint reader in that thing.
1: I think I think it's coming. I think uh, the the my if my picking list could could maybe people I mean, if they're listening and I really hope they they listen there uh, is uh, I would have loved to have stereo speakers honestly.
0: Oh, that would have been really better even yeah, I, I agree on a you.
1: display that's this big and um, it. So there's only one honor device that I know today that has a stereo speaker and that's the Note 10, uh, and it does really good at that and it's just beautiful. But I'm just thinking you went this big. Uh, it's true just put in yeah it's i think we're starting to see it i think almost most manufacturers and we have it on the on the uh, huawei devices so wh- why not
0: yeah absolutely and as an aside by the way you know i'm a big of audio audio person i'm a bit of an audiophile from my days of making audio for video games uh the audio output of that headphone jack is pretty damn solid i'm really impressed it could be louder but uh sound quality wise they've uh, they've Most of the Honor phones in the last year that I've used that have a headphone jack Mm -hmm. have really had great audio coming out of that headphone jack. So kudos to them for not, you're cheaping out on that aspect.
1: Oh man, it's definitely, that's a big feature. I love that.
0: You have to turn on the there's a if you go in the sound setting, you go digging in the deeper the Hisen, like the Huawei. The, hi, yeah, you yeah, turn yeah. on the, the the basically the clarity mode. There's like a the third from the top. It's like the pure mode that doesn't mm-hmm. add anything. And honestly that will really impress you if you're in audio. So Good to see a headphone jack on a phone They're coming out in January 2019. And, and I would like to say that, you know, even though it doesn't have fingerprint reader in the display, which really is a gimmick, and I'm just saying that for because it would be cool, I really like it in the back, so I'm kind of happy it's in the back. And so, and so in many ways, from a practical day-to-day use, this phone is kind of perfect. Headphone jack, yeah. um, fingerprint reader in the back.
1: fast. It's yeah. a lot
0: of what we want.
1: And it um, has gestures, too. They have built-in gestures to the fingerprint sensor. So that's that's, what, right. that's, so, that's also unique to them.
0: Uh, do, is there any way to turn on double tap to, to wake on that phone? I've, I i don't know if it is there. I haven't no, found it. No, not yet. Ugh. No, not That's another thing. Yeah,
1: I'm, no no dark UI mode, no double tap to wake. I, they reserve those to OLED displays.
0: Oh, right. Of course. We lose some sense. of those
1: functionalities. Yeah, they're, they're trying to conserve battery as much as possible.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. It's an IPS panel after all. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on. We get some news items. Uh, that was a long but super awesome <laughs> covered yeah. uh, version. It's okay. That's what the podcast is all about. I'm really glad we dug deep. Um, All right. We talked about the Pixel 3 series. And the reason I'm saying series now is because there is a very clear third entrant in that line as the Pixel 3 Lite. We've seen leaks. I know that they happened last week. I didn't cover them on the show because they happened while I was recording the show. Um, I'm stoked about this leak. If it actually comes out as a real product, which I really hope it looks like it's ready to go.
1: It is, yeah. With the amount what? of images that we've seen and some of the I videos that have been running do you think?
0: around. Like, is this the Pixel 3 to have? I, you know, it,
1: if nothing else, especially since the last story we were just talking about, it has a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack.
0: And That's it the has leg- the same camera as the bigger Pixels.
1: Uh, it does have, yeah. So the back sensor is for the most part the, back. the same. I don't the care what's front, that we I'm just talking about the back. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's holding the same sensor. And of course, with Google's uh, services, you're yeah. You're going to be able to get mat, you know like dramatic images, great night shot images, um, just the best quality images you can get out of you know practically a device that's running somewhat of a mid range de- uh, you know CPU Snapdragon
0: six seventy. Yeah, as well. that's we're, we're a not, pretty we're not, new chip.
1: Exactly. So it's it's one of those like you have to appreciate this if it does happen and it and I'm hoping it does stick to the Pixel three. Although in my mind I'm thinking it's probably going to be introduced as like a Pixel four or something. It's just the design. I know that from a design standpoint, it looks exactly like the bigger brothers, I would say. Brothers or, you know, cousins, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just super siblings. excited about it. Yeah, siblings. It's the better <laughs> it is. The word <laughs> you mean, want. I want to say siblings, but, you know, it's it's the younger brother, right? It's the one that totally. just has a lot of the cool features. It has some features that the bigger ones don't have. For me, having a three and a half millimeter headphone jack, I'm hoping we still have, you know, the the capabilities of all of the different uh, UI elements and everything, and they get the same update cycles. This, this would sure be the phone will. to get. Yeah.
0: I, look, honestly, I don't care if it's plastic, because plastic can be done really well. I, yeah. I, do you remember the iPhone 5C? Wow, the plastic oh, on that man, phone, it felt like ceramic. It didn't exactly. feel like plastic at all. It just felt like so hard, no flex. Like So it can be done right. Number Definitely. one, number two, Definitely. headphone jack. Number three, yes, you get a slightly lesser processor, but who cares? Um, if the thing can hit the $500 mark, Wow, and think the other thing: five point six inch display. Do you know how small that phone's going to be? Yeah, it, because this, this is, is a nine. Of, this is an eighty nine display. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's going to be super thin in your hand. This is going to be the size of an iPhone five or of iPhone SE.
1: It, it's a little the, bigger. It's the phone that a lot of people wanted to see. You know, when you're thinking of the smaller of the two, this is the size that we kind of wanted the smaller one to be. That's So the right Google, to-
0: if if you're listening, uh, when are we getting this phone? Because uh, I want it. I
1: definitely. That's. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's. Honestly, the first th- the first time I heard about it, and you know, we already know that they can do really good with four gigs of RAM, the the internals, and it just looks like a really nice device. And I think a lot of people will gravitate to wear this more too because of the price point. You know, getting the, the well, better, we don't know
0: what the price obviously is, but let's whichever hope it it's ends up a, being, sub four hundred, sub five hundred is what I'm asking for. I,
1: I and I would imagine it would be around that price. Four ninety nine. Google that, that magic number. <laughs>
0: Also, you know, thirty-two gigs of storage. We don't know if it has SD. It doesn't look like it does. So that probably could be a pain not. For that some that that's a big pain point.
1: I'm hoping that's that's one mistake. I'm I'm really hoping. Well,
0: i I'm, I'm. What if it has micro SD?
1: <laughs> so, but that's the thing. So, uh, Google went away from micro SD. I know for, they did,
0: but look, they went away from headphone jacks.
1: They did as well. But the <laughs> SD one was a little bit more of the uh, the speed of the UI and the internals. Now we do support you know exporting uh, you know applications to SD card, but that's always been. Kind of like overwritten, it's or baked pain. in. Yeah, it's I a pain know. to bring in.
0: Pain.
1: Samsung still does it. Um, even Huawei is kind of, an Honor started to move away from it. Uh, you know, within LG a certain... still does it. LG still does it, and, and it like I said, so it depends on the the company that wants to bring it in, but it's not built in. So that's the concern. So that's right. why I'm surprised. But it, when you see 32 gigs, it they're trying to. Re- I'm probably going to heavily rely on online services, so they're probably going to give you probably like. And you know, limited... for
0: some people, that's going to work just fine.
1: Right, it's it's perfect. They give you full quality backup, uh, and you're able to you know get free access to it.
0: I'm stoked about this thing. Google, listen, please now do it now. Okay, please. I know you're going to cannibalize some Pixel Three sales at that point, but I actually don't think so because if you want a Snapdragon Eight series and you want the dual front camera and you want this even a bit slightly bigger, like that you now have three sizes to choose from that are exactly. really absolutely three separate sizes. I think this is this is. Dope, 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 dope. Um, yes. Pixel for the masses. We need it. Remember the uh, Nexus Five? One of my favorite phones was oh, in three hundred fifty dollars yeah. or whatever it was. You couldn't mm. go wrong with that phone for that money.
1: Oh man! Back at the Nexus devices, <laughs> back when it was affordable. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. my god! Good yeah, yeah. times. Um, all right, let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about the Meizu Zero because that's not a rumor, um, and it's very interesting. <laughs> so we all know that Apple. Uh, or Steve Jobs at least uh, would have loved this phone in some ways because there's no buttons, no ports, nope. no nope. SIM card. Nope. Uh, there's only, uh, technically, there's a couple of holes for the microphones. Yeah. But that's it. Um, they've made a phone. So Mezu announced a phone that has no ports, no buttons, no, basically, no holes, is what they say. But of course, there's two microphone holes, no speakers. Uh, and you're going to say, well, what, what kind of use is that? Um, well, so wireless charging up to 18 watts. It comes with a wireless charging pad in the box. It has uh, an eSIM for, it supports eSIMs uh, for SIM card. It has ha- haptic uh, ultrasonic um, or, or pressure sensitive uh, piezo buttons for powering on and volume, just like the HTC U12+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we know they didn't do right but can be done right i'm sure like the ha- the home button on older iphones the haptic home button was a very good example of how you can do it right uh and then it has the speaker is basically the screen it's you're either using piso or something I'm not sure uh surprised i didn't use that for microphones piso mics are really good uh and then... Am I missing anything?
1: Well, in the, well, we had the in-display fingerprint sensor that was, I think... The, right, because uh, yeah, there's sensor, no... Fi- there's no fingerprint sensor on the side. So, yeah, no, it's, it's all... It's crazy. It,
0: it's, uh, the only thing that's wah wah want is... And I mean, I'm saying that. Please take that with a grain of salt because, really, is a Snapdragon 845 wah-wah-wah? No, not really. But it doesn't have an 855, which kind of want to see on a phone from 2019, you know? Yeah. It, but it's, it's crazy.
1: It's, it's a crazy design. I... I have to say that if, they, if, it, if it operates as well as they are saying that it's it going to...
0: because it's a Meizu phone, I'm sorry. So, no, Such and a it's a, that's the thing.
1: It's, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's almost like it's a feat of design, but it's going to be that. It's going to be just, you know, it'll win the awards on design, but it's the practicality that people are going to be able to use it. And, you know, just having the fact that, just having these touch-sensitive uh, options on the side, they're great. We see those on gaming phones now. They're starting to implement them, like with the Red Magic yeah. Mars one. Yeah, uh, But the fact is, they're not generally used as their primary interface, right? Because you're going to need to start seeing... I, it's one of those things you've got to try, I guess. On paper, it looks beautiful. In concept, Yeah, I don't know if people are ready to just not have any wires, you know?
0: Yeah. For me, uh, in terms of wireless, only I could live with it because I have wireless everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can you imagine you're walking around town and you're running low on battery and now you're trying to find Qi Wireless Charging. Dun, dun, dun. It's gotta, like a video game. Your yeah, yeah. mission is to find Qi wireless charging.
1: Find your local <laughs> go find your local Starbucks and hope that their pads are working and just Correct. It's, or go to IKEA. IKEA, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna I be mean, Yeah. yeah. It, it, you're gonna have to tough to it. If if you choose this device, you're gonna you're gonna need to be, you know, just enjoy enjoy the the, the aesthetics, enjoy the design. And lift through the pain. You know? You, you just have to do that sometime.
0: Totally. All right, let's move to the next topic. Uh, cool phone. I'm looking forward to not getting it because it's going to be China only for sure. Um, speaking of China, Xiaomi sh- showed a folding phone that one upped Samsung and Royal. Yeah. By
1: All right, got a chance to play with the Royal Flexbar. Yeah. The flex
0: bar, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's going to do folding on three ends so we can have a circle and put it around our wrist?
1: Yeah, we could just do the burrito, right? Then just fold it. Totally. Along. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so if you think about it, um, wasn't it? Uh, man, who's the name of the company? Um, Nubia, the Nubia watch. Remember right. back from IFA. Yeah. So I do. they ha- they have that, and that is foldable, but it doesn't actually bend, right? It's so, so I Take that back. It's not a folding uh, hinge. It's just a folding kind of watch that it fo- goes around your wrist. Um, this implementation, though. I have to say, I, between the options that we've seen, like the FlexBuy or even the Samsung F that we saw, uh, I kind of like it. I, I like the fact that you can fold one end as opposed to the other, or just fold both if you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, again, I think it's cool. I know they're not trying. I mean, in a way, they're one-upping Samsung and Royal, but I don't think that was intent. Like, really, the full intent. The full intent was more like, hey, look, if you can do one, you know, one plane, let's do two planes. Or- exactly. If you do two planes, let's do three planes. Exactly. And then I say, you know, go to the next level and take four planes. At least you can, like, put it around your wrist that way. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being silly. But, look, it's interesting. It's obviously a concept. Uh, But, but, you know, we are getting very much into this folding phone business. And as an aside, I want to mention that we talked about this, folks. You guys know this already if you listened last week, about the… The rumors of a razor phone from Moto on Verizon, that mm-hmm. would be $1,500. And it, funnyly, when I talked about it on the show, I didn't cross my mind that this would have a folding screen. And that's what we're looking at now. The rumor, the second level rumors on this are, it's got a folding display, which makes perfect sense. Because what I said in, my, in, my, in the show last week, like, I hope it doesn't have an actual numpad on the other half. I hope yeah, it has yeah. two touchscreens. Yeah, exactly. But I was thinking two separate touchscreens. Now we're looking at a one single folding touchscreen. So... There you go
1: i i I would love it. I'd love it this is definitely a much better a much better approach than what we saw with the original the, well, not the original the the first reboot. so uh, I think this is this is this is nice i I really want to see a a practical folding display that's because right now we're looking at devices that you know either are too thick or too thin. Uh, having it in a clamshell kind of a casing that does have the folding mechanism ob- option there. I think this is a good option. it could work really well for them.
0: Yeah, especially if the outside display is a little bigger. Yeah. Uh, Because it looks like from the, the patent drawing, it has an outside, like a front display when it's closed, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So if that is a little small, but lets you like reject call, accept call, like basic stuff, shows you notification, you can scroll through it, like basically uh, like a small OLED touchscreen. Yeah. Uh, And I would explain the $1,500 <laughs> price, that, you know, like three, re- essentially three displays, one one. Two displays as a folding one, exactly, and one in the back. That's uh, front, sorry. That's normal. Look, this is cool stuff. And until it happens, it's it's kind of up in the air. But I'm like, fifteen hundred is a lot of money. And I know a lot of people are like moaning and groaning. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you want practical phone that you know is reasonable and can do all kinds of cool stuff. We spend forty minutes talking about the View Twenty, okay?
1: Well, but yeah, but keep in mind too that you know, fifteen hundred dollars is not too far from what you normally get from, let's say, an XS Max. Exactly. With, you know, yeah, more storage than the base number.
0: Absolutely. And don't forget also that the ultimately the, the end result is we can only move forward. Like people are saying phones are boring and I disagree. Last year has shown form factor proliferation in the, in this in the great quest of the full screen phone. And some of it was wonky and probably not good, but some of it was really interesting. And I think this is what keeps phones interesting. Things like this Razer design, yep. things like that that Meizu 0, mm-hmm. things like that three-plane dual folding phone from Xiaomi. So let's not just pan that stuff because even if it doesn't make sense today and it's too expensive, eventually somebody will find a way to make it happen and make it useful, and they'll adopt it, and we'll probably end up using it every day. Look at um, tall aspect ratio screens—that's a thing today. Everybody's I, having that. And exactly,
1: everybody's wanting to make them longer. Full
0: punches, notches—I yeah. mean, it, it's 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 these are the stepping stones towards what we really want, which is a full display, right?
1: Exactly, and it's just we want to see new innovation. We want to see new tech not, you know, my, you know small incremental changes every year by, you know, slight bump in spec. We want to see, you know, push the limit because this could open the door, like you said, to other things that could use this technology to make it even better.
0: Absolutely. And then the, the related to that, something I've been predicting, ha <laughs> ha so good at predicting stuff, I love it. I've been predicting and I've been saying for a little while now, I think I mentioned in the podcast maybe a couple of times in the last year, that somebody needs to make a 21 to nine aspect ratio phone.
1: Somebody has been listening to you.
0: Well, they have to because look. The reality is this: is phones are too wide. Mm-hmm. If you look at the V the View U twenty, for example, yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, but if you look at the Mate twenty Pro next to it, it's m- narrower. Yet it's the same size, right? And, Height
1: and a bigger battery, forty two hundred.
0: And so here's the thing: like you can hold this thing and you can reach things better because it's narrower. So I think narrower and taller is going to be certainly a viable option. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I've said, you know, 21 to 9 is actually a a known aspect ratio unlike the 19.5 to 9 and 20.5 to 9, whatever else we've seen. So Sony is rumored to potentially launch an Xperia XZ4 at MWC with, wait for it, a 21 to 9 aspect ratio display and very little bezel top and bottom, no notches, no hole punches. I'm on board. Of course, it's going to be a Sony phone, so it's going to be a little disappointing. But you never know.
1: It, you know, it could surprise. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking it's a little bit too long, but I think it has to be. You got, you have to hold it in the hand to see exactly how that form factor. Because I said the same thing about the 20x on on Huawei the twenty uh, the Huawei 20x at a 7.2 inch display, and then you hold it in your hand, you're like, you know, what this is actually manageable. This is not bad. I can actually live with this. So yeah, it's I, I love it. I love the fact that they're trying to do that.
0: Yeah, me too. I think it's great. Um, So, that's some of the MWC and other rumors. I want to add a couple of things to the MWC table. Um, But one is uh, that LG's invited the media to an event, Mm -hmm. right? It's Sunday, which I'm really worried is going to conflict the Huawei event. Um, They're always on top of each other, yep. Well, they're not always on top. Last year, they weren't. I was able to do both. Uh, So, this is two p.m. is Huawei on Sunday the twenty fourth, and I'm not. LG hasn't given us the time, so I pinged them and asked because I can't. I'm one. I can't go to both, and I want to go to both. So, uh, but the thing about the video they showed in their invite, and it's a public video. It's not a secret or anything. Is mm. that they they showed a lot of gestures. I'm not sure how I feel about gestures, like like hover above the screen gestures, not gestures on the display, but gestures like moving your hands over the screen of the phone. Air what gestures, do, you, what yeah. do you think they're What do you think they're working on here? What do you think their thing is going to be, and is it going to be anything we care about? Because we've had gestures on over the screen for a while now. There's phones that used to be silenced by putting your hand in front of the screen. Oh yeah, and, 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 and you past. can even
1: you know move between pictures and jump through things. Uh, I'm not sure. I, you know when I when I saw the video, I was kind of like, uh, LG. I've had a, a love and a, a, a struggling love relationship with with LG. Um, A lot of, uh, (laughs) you know, it's basically just something that you want to see them, you know, push the limit, but I want them to basically do it well. I love gestures. I think it's a great thing. Uh, They do have some gestures. We can even import gestures into them. As far as a whole UI being gesture-based and, you know, having sensors or so on that can read you so you can basically put the phone down and interact with it, I would have to see some more, a little bit more than the the, the little. I'm hoping they're going to put out another teaser before the event so that we can get a little bit more hints into what it can offer.
0: Yeah, I just, this this Mobile Congress is turning out to be a logistical nightmare already, and I'm not happy about the fact that it might be a conflict, because I want to be at both, so, we see what happens. I, I really um, hope
1: uh, LG is paying attention to the other, and that they know that, you know...
0: I, I don't think they care. I think we're screwed. I honestly think so, because, I mean, LG has always done it in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, Huawei's already at 2 p.m. Like, unless this is at 4 p.m. And then we can, like, run, like, at the very end of the LG, at uh, the Huawei event, and go over there. Ugh. And, and then if the that's whole if Samsung they don't have, Yeah, debacle.
1: and as long as they don't have it, you know, somewhere across town. Because I remember, like, yeah, two well, years ago, Huawei, not Huawei, it was between LG and Samsung and. They weren't next to each other and everybody got out and I couldn't find a cab. And nobody would even... I mean, I made it at the end, but it was just a crazy way to jump from one side to the other. Oh, yeah, no, I believe it. I'm
0: actually going to look that up because we know where the thing is. It's CCIC is where the uh, the LG thing is going to be. Yeah, and, and, then, then, and as you were saying, Samsung see. kind of also... <laughs> Huawei is at Italian Pavilion, so we should be able to figure it out. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be a race. Oh, well. Let's find out what time it's happening, and if they're exactly the same time, we're screwed anyway. So, but speaking of logistics for, for MWC, and this ties into our, kind of our last topic, I think, our last topic. Um, sadly, uh, I'm not going to be able to make the um, this Galaxy S10 launch in San Francisco, even though I live here.
1: I, I was going to say, they and, brought it home and we <laughs> left.
0: I mentioned that to last week, but I'm really, really annoyed with this. And and I've actually asked Samsung point blank, like, are you understanding that a bunch of us are not going to be able to change our flights now? And we're going to be in Barcelona already and you better give us a briefing in Barcelona one-on-one. And they're kind of like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, seriously, like, F you, okay? It's like, I don't understand how this can, this could have happened. They, that they scheduled this thing in San Francisco two days before we have to be in Barcelona.
1: It, it is a and, very... Especially when people book their things for Barcelona. Yeah, way we've
0: all France. already made plans to go to Barcelona. We all expected this thing to launch at Barcelona.
1: As it, yes. uh,
0: or if it did before or after, it would be at least a week or two before or after. Mm-hmm. Like, what were they thinking Anyway, um, I'm just ranting.
1: I I don't know if they're they're really trying to take the whole exclusivity being by yourself and nobody competing with you in that at the location maybe or something, but uh I honestly I thought it was going to be even if anything else in New York, somewhere closer to the east coast as they've typically done.
0: Yeah, usually it's New York and I can't make it and I just don't care because I can't make it because unless they, somebody sponsors me to go, I don't I'm not going to go to New York. Um but this time it's here in my town and i can't be here because i can't change my flights i looked into it it's way too expensive it's just not justifiable um so
1: i'm not going to do it i'm still trying to figure out how to get so i unfortunately i'm not covering nwc this year we have another correspondent from xda that's going so for me i as you can imagine i can just hop in the car you can get up to san francisco so i'm trying to reach out to see if we can get at least an invite for the xda crew to to get up there if if nothing else by myself yeah
0: well, I'm sure it'll work out. I hope yeah, so, yeah. At least you have other people. I'm, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> what do I do? Um, uh, before we get to our last topic, uh, speaking of Galaxy S10, there's more leaks. Oh, of course, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've seen that a blockchain wallet might be included in the software this year. Interesting.
1: That, that's interesting. A lot. I mean, when they say Very everything in the kitchen, kitchen sink concept, they're still going at that.
0: Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, look, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, crypto, whatever, Bitcoin. I'm like, look, folks whether you like it or not that stuff is happening okay it's not maybe super legit yet and it's you know a bit shady and you know we haven't found a currency that works for everyone but look it's uh, the future of it's the future right blockchain is the future it's not a matter of just money it's a matter of ledgers it's a matter of keeping track of things like house titles uh all kinds of things like keeping track of valuable Mm -hmm. anything data Things in the real world, like it's it's the way to do that, and so ultimately, adopting some sort of blockchain secure storage slash ledger slash wallet is a good idea. So it's interesting to me, though, that Samsung would do it, kind of like when they did Knox, right? Yeah. Like everybody was like, "What the hell are you doing Knox for?" And look at it now, like they are. A lot of businesses are relying on Knox and certifying Knox yep. as secure for their business, and for better or for worse, but. BlackBerry used to own that. Yeah. That and way. BlackBerry still makes that software, but they don't own that anymore because Samsung is such a big force to play with. So if Samsung, like it's the numbers you have to look at. If Samsung does a wallet, a Bitcoin or whatever, blockchain wallet on their phones, all of a sudden that might open up a lot more secure way of people to do transactions on these currencies. And they're offering encryption they on them as well. Trust. Yeah.
1: So from, exactly, from what we see. seeing, it's exciting. It it just, it makes me more excited to to see what we get and hopefully all the leaks and all the rumors and that we're hearing that are going to be just making it even more i mean they're finally pushing that the you know we're finally getting a The the 10th anniversary, the new edition of the phone, right? It's a new design, the punch hole displays, uh, you know, just I I want more. (laughs) So, yeah, me too.
0: I mean, look, I think Samsung does some good stuff, even though it's very uh, iterative this year. You can't go wrong with a Note 9 or S9 Plus or even S9. I mean, like, the reality is that that's still a really solid phone in January 2019. So, and here we are, like, a month away from an S10. So, this is super exciting. And, And, you know, there are other leaks that I didn't cover last week, but they're linked in the description uh, i'll put um, an article by the verge that has a link to their previous article mm-hmm. where we have um photos uh, of the three phones the back of the three phones and the front of the three phones in uh, some sort of case yeah uh, and you can clearly see the designs and there's clearly three sizes so this is this is confirming a lot of things so galaxy s10 as much as i'm bitching about not being able to be there i'm sure it'll work out i made my um very strong feelings, well known to Samsung, and I think I'm not the only one. I'm sure. Um, at least I hope not, because you know, as like I'm sure a lot of people stuck in the same situation right now. Oh, every uh, single
1: any major outlet that is not, uh, I mean, even if they do send people, like you said, their their main crew is already going to MWC. It's not it's not a question of if it's it's been booked. So it's it's going to be a challenge, but I think if Samsung does it right, they will have something special for for you guys when your eyes are out there. And that, that just makes sense because it doesn't make sense at all to to just, you know, to I move mean, it I know that like worse
0: that. comes to worse, and I want to bring that up for you for you listeners. I know this is what matters to you. I'll be doing a podcast MWC, and I will get some video of the phone. And, and I know that no matter what, if I go to their booth, there is a press area in the back where they have untethered phones available. So I will make a hands-on video. Sure. I just am kind of heartbroken about the fact that I might miss out on review devices early on, that I might not see it and be... Able to provide you with content early on. That's all, and that's it's about you. You're the customer. I want to I want to please you, and make you happy. So um, that's why I'm bitchy about it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Last topic, quickly before we go, is Google acquiring some parts of Fossil's IP.
1: Yeah, some some new parts,
0: something. Something we don't know about. So it's interesting to me because a lot of people are making big fuss about this. Oh, you know, Pixel Watch and you know, Android Wear is going to. Oh, sorry, Wear OS right. is going to come back from the ashes. And and look, I don't want to be the bringer of doom. Uh, I link to an article by Sherlyn mm-hmm. um, at Engadget uh, in the show notes. But there's an also an article by Ron Amadeo, which is much darker because Ron is a dark kind of guy. The point is, you know, these guys they make good article, good good points, and I think. That's why I like their input. Um, Ron basically says this is this is you know this is not going to be a pixel watch. This is not really a relevant thing. It's just it's mostly it. So if you dig deeper, here's what it is: forty million acquisition. It's nothing, you know. Not even regulators care about a forty million dollar acquisition. Compare this to the acquisition of the HTC Mm -hmm. team that Google acquired, and that's like one point one billion. Or whatever it was, it's a lot more money. And it's it's like it was one of the top five acquisitions for Google to buy the HTC stuff in their entire history acquisitions mm-hmm. to give you an idea. So um not the same scale. Secondly, um Wear OS is kind of until and I think Ron makes a good point. Maybe I'll link to his article as well. But a share Sher, Sherlyn makes a good point too, is that Wear OS is just not really well baked. Okay, like as even though it got updated recently, I, I am a big I was I'm a big fan, but I feel like you know, if you, after you use a Samsung Galaxy Watch, like I have for a while now, or like a Huawei Watch um, GT or something, which is mm-hmm. very different, because more like a sports band turned into a watch, um, but but you can exactly. see that there is there's a whole variety of products out there that have custom chips, like built from the ground up chips, Apple being the number one with the S4 chip, like that chip is so much more powerful and power efficient than anything Qualcomm has on the on, on the table. And and I'm sure that Huawei uses their own silicon, I'm sure that Samsung uses their own silicon because yep. they have their own OS. Like until Google, if Google acquired a chip company, then I'd be like, oh, this is interesting. But I don't think this is going to result in a pixel watch or anything major for Wear OS. I think what it is here is they acquired mostly from what the rumors are and the the, the digging around people have unearthed on, on is Misfit technology. Misfit was a company that made that lived on their own and made really great sports trackers. Back in the day when I worked at Pebble, mm-hmm. we had a partnership with them. They provided our step tracking software that ran on Pebble. Okay. Basically, Pebble ran the Misfit algorithm. And we licensed it from them, and we put it on our watch. And and you know, great. And Misfit got acquired by Fossil at some point. Good for them, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm happy for them. But they always had very unique technology when it comes to fitness tracking. And I'm, and obviously, you know, Fossil's benefited from that. But I think they might have been working on some stuff that was, I think, beneficial to Google for the Google Fit app, for them getting you know, more accurate data about what you're doing, where you're going, how you're living your life, which is what Google wants Mm -hmm. because they want to be able to serve you, your assistant stuff, Exactly. So that's where it all starts to make more sense. This is not about Pixel Watch or about Android Wear, Wear OS. It's more of a bigger picture thing and it's a tiny, tiny acquisition. It's just a part of their IP, some people from Fossil. It's very interesting because Fossil is basically saying, you know, we just make the design... A uh, beautiful designs for all those different sub brands we have, and mm. we package them in unique ways with unique watch faces, and we put it on a Wear OS, and it goes from there. And Qualcomm provides the chips, right? It's basically what the the model here is. and And don't get me wrong, Qualcomm makes okay chips for the watches. I just don't think they're bleeding edge chips, right? And and they've basically been repackaging the same chip for a while. I want to see like ten or seven nanometer chips from.
1: We need from to see some Qualcomm, breakthroughs. Right? Yeah, definitely
0: and and you know why not prepackage some of those 600 series chips that are like the 660 670 into an android or wear os optimized uh uh snapdragon wear 4100 chip mm-hmm. or something next year i think that or this year that would be that would be the way to go um why they don't do it i don't know maybe they're too busy developing snapdragon uh, 865 for next year <laughs> 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 um and i'm not going to complain about that yeah no <laughs> so, definitely I not mean, yeah so what is your take on that? I mean, do you feel the same? Do you feel, is there another angle? I,
1: I don't, you know, the, with the little amount of information that we have on uh, the, the acquisition itself, I think anything they can do to improve the experience overall, either be it on the tracking or even, you know, either within the watch or off, you know, on the device uh, is will, will always be helpful and beneficial for the users. We need, we need to improve the experience with Wear OS and what we're doing um, and anything we can offset, especially with the fit because a lot of people are starting to rely more and more on their watches for sport tracking, and Wear OS is not exactly the native app on its own. Doesn't have a lot of support for you know like swim tracking, step counting, all of those things. You have to jump into fit Google Fit, and sometimes you end up having to use a third party app. Like some like there are some manufacturers like the Tick Watch, um, you'd end up having to download a third party app to be able to get that data from your actual watch. So I feel like if there is a better implementation, and maybe this acquisition could help it, that you know um, and you know the Google Fit application works better. All for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I mean, look, this—we shouldn't like pan this acquisition. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just like, setting some realistic expectations. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and I want to thank Ron, despite his dark perspective on it, and and Lynn for kind of like inspiring me to talk about it on the show because I think they did a good job at doing analysis on it that I think is very valid. So that's it. That's that's kind of my take. Uh, I think we should wrap up. And and I'm wondering if you can tell the folks uh, as you were starting to earlier. Uh, where they can find you online. Obviously, we know you work with, you know, uh, XDA developers, but there's all your entire own universe. So share your media (laughs) handles and all that good stuff.
1: Um, Yeah, so the the super fast way to find me, uh, um, TK Bay on YouTube and um, on other socials like Twitter and Instagram is uh, TKDSL8655. So um, I'll send those over to you if you could put that probably in your notes as well. But it's overall... I, I'm, I try to be everywhere. <laughs> it's usually the best way to do it. And uh, XDA is a great place to be and a uh, great crew. And I've even worked with the Now guys as well. Jaime and all of that. So very happy yeah, to be they're with...
0: they're f- great folks. The
1: great, great folks. Josh and Jaime are great.
0: Awesome. Check out TK's work on, on XDA developers, XDA forums. Good place to be. Um if you want to get down and dirty in detail this is the place to go. I get a lot of my awesome repackaged pixel camera apks yeah. from your lovely site uh, yes. on a regular basis for those phones <coughs> cough razor <eraser> 2 <coughs> yeah. um uh, that have maybe a slightly lesser native implementation of their camera app but run on a Qualcomm chip nonetheless. Exactly. Uh Pretty we even stuff. we
1: even have some ports for uh Kirin 970s but not not the 980s yet yeah
0: well there you go yeah so that's something i want to check out exactly p20 pro baby there yeah. we go exactly all right you folks know where to find me i'm at tank girl that's t-n-k-g-r-l on twitter and on uh Instagram, you know that my handle is basically Tanker All Without the Vowels because, you know, it was taken. So I had to be uh, clever. And this was in the nineties. So this is way before even Flickr dropped the uh, vowels. Okay. Uh, and uh, of course, the podcast is at mobiletechpodcast.com. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket overcast Overcast, TuneIn Radio, a bunch of places. Please subscribe. Um, the RSS feed is at mobiletechpodcast.com, but you can search for us and find us everywhere. Uh, if you can't find it on a mobile tech podcast because those three words ping up a lot of stuff look for Tanker tnkgrl my handle and you'll find it as well uh, finally there's a YouTube channel that goes with this uh, podcast it's called the mobile tech podcast channel and it's under my name so it's youtube.com slash Miriam my full name spelled out Miriam with a Y um, and uh, there is like hands-on videos and, and unboxings and first impressions and reviews sometimes when I have time. But basically, it's just content visually that can help you with, along with my Instagram photos, uh, to see these devices I mention every, every week and uh, get you kind of like, you know, that intimate, you know, oh, look, I, it's like I feel like I'm there and I can play with the phone in my head exactly. kind of feel, right? And then uh, I want to thank our sponsor, You know, who has been helping us for so long now, audible.com. Audible is really the platform to go to for audiobooks. If you love audiobooks, if you love books, and you need to, for some reason, listen to them instead of reading them. This is definitely the place you should go. Audible.com has a huge selection. They have apps for all platforms. And, you know, you can subscribe if you do so uh, through the link in the show notes in the description. You will actually support the podcast and you get 30 days for free, a free trial. So I, I would suggest that if you love books, especially if you're like commuting a lot and you can't read physically read a book, but you can listen to it instead. Consider uh, subscribing to uh, Audible through uh, the link and help the podcast. audibletrial.com slash mobiletech is the link. That's audibletrial.com slash tech, and that will help the podcast. Thanks for the support, Audible, and thanks you listeners for supporting us by clicking through. That's it. Uh, thanks for being on the show, TK. That was really awesome to have you.
1: I, I don't know. I appreciate you uh, reaching out and, you know... It's it's always fun to spend some time in you know talking nerdy stuff you know with like-minded uh you know individuals it's always amazing uh and I know we run into each other all the time at different shows and we don't really get a chance to talk as much it's more of the hey how you doing got to go run to the to the booth before <laughs> totally. before they, before they uh, you know before they leave or stuff like that so yeah definitely
0: all the nerd all the time that's maybe what I should rebrand the show um anyway stay tuned folks for another show next week we'll have another guest and uh Hope to see you there. Cheers, everybody.
1: Cheers. This has been the Mobile Tech
0: Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.